0: unlucky frog we are coming to you live from big dog books i'm your host ben porter and i am joined by Stuart. hello the big dog of big dog books <laughs> as it were how you doing
1: not bad not bad uh, good night
0: here tonight so thanks very much for coming along yeah you, you very kindly let these uh, <coughs> these overgrown geeks take over your shop <laughs> yeah I, I Well,
1: I mean, I'm so excited for Tabletop Scotland to be coming to Perth, because it's a huge deal. Yeah. And uh, to be the resident flag bearer for geekdom in the town, so yeah. it's in my interest to make sure it goes well. So I <laughs> Absolutely. Know. So I wanted to, I'm i really happy to be able to host this
0: event tonight. Cool. So, Big Dog Books, mm-hmm. that obviously didn't happen overnight. No. Uh, <clears throat> how did Big Dog Books come about? So I
1: spent 15 years in corporate boredom and was, you know, office job, not very interesting and uh, all of that time, all my life, I've been a comic book fan and you know, less so with board games but like, you know, Magic and Netrunner and all sorts of card games and I've uh, been reading DC comics since I was a wee boy and uh, my, we were moving to Perth because my partner got a job here and when we were looking at somewhere to live I was like, oh, well, where can I go and do all the things that I do at sure. home and the answer was nowhere. So I was having to find a new job because we'd decided to move to Perth and I thought, well, let's start it. And that's really how he ended up coming about doing it. So I thought, well... I. I do all of these things for fun, so let's put it together and I'll just do this for a go. So, we've been here 18 months, just over 18 months now. Okay. Uh, July 2016. So, and it's going really well.
0: <coughs> it, it looks as though it's going really well. I have to say that um, ha- having been in quite a few shops like this, mm. it's one of the most inviting. Oh, thank you. That's good. Because <laughs> a, a lot of them, I think, especially to outsiders, <coughs> can look quite scary, you know. Like- yeah,
1: well, it was definitely. Something that we always wanted this place to be was some places specialise in, like, you know, especially when it comes to the games, they specialise in the more competitive nature of it. And that's not what Big Dog Books is for. So Big Dog Books is for. Uh, you want to learn to play something, you want to just have fun, you yeah. know, like <clears throat> getting people together that haven't known each other before. So we're much more about you want to get involved in things from the beginning. Yeah. So that's very much what it's all about. And did a lot of research before I opened the shop on what put off what pe- put people off going into the other places. And it was that, don't want it to be dark, You know, don't want it to be dingy, everything has to be bright. Yeah. So spent a lot of time on making sure the place was... Uh, was nice and clean um, and, and just as you said was inviting was open had air and light made it a comfortable place to come and hang out. Yeah, it. but most definitely not a, a geek dungeon no no that that's it yeah. no um, originally the colour scheme you'll see it in here it's, it's all red and white the colour scheme that I'd picked in here was based was uh, something I'd had in my head for a long time based on kind of Frank Miller style my favourite comic book like Tim Sale and Frank Miller and all these sort of okay, yeah. very pop art 80s styles right, okay. and I had a completely different uh, colour scheme that was all based on that sort of thing, and I got together a group of people and went, this is what I want this shop to look like, and there was silence around the room, and then one of the women went, I would never go there, it looks like a murder dungeon (laughs) so it was like, oh and a friend of mine that was a graphic designer was like, let's keep the red
0: Uh but let's take everything else out and just have the red and white, and you say it's much much nicer, so So, um, your involvement in Tabletop Scotland, obviously you're hosting this event Mm -hmm. tonight, but you're going to be exhibiting there, is that right? Yeah, yeah,
1: so Big Dog Books is going to be doing an uh, an exhibitor table as well. Um, What we've decided is, obviously the the Tabletop Scotland guys are doing so much for board games, and there's a whole hall that was going to do role-play games, so we've decided, well, what are are we really going to do that's a bit different? Excuse me. So we've decided to focus on things like Netrunner, Legend of the Five Rings, the yeah, kind of fantasy living flight card living card games. games. Yeah. Yeah. So well, that's what we're going to do. So uh, the whole time that we are there at tabletop, we'll be doing um, introductory games for each of these, just on a rotation all yeah. through the two days. So and obviously we'll take everything else we've got. So we'll take, uh, you know, we'll have a, a comic book stall. And, uh, and general other merchandise but mostly that's what we'll be doing, focusing on is getting people into into those sort of things because my that's personal cool. passion yeah. is I'm a huge Netrunner fan so yeah. and I'm I even i, I have not played all myself but I,
0: I did uh, Pick up tonight uh, the Arkham Horror card. Game. Oh, that's amazing! Yeah, yeah. I've, very, very it's, good. Well, I'm, I'm a huge Lovecraft fan, yeah. so it's so right away the, you know the theme hook's got uh-huh. me. But I've been hearing really good things about it. Yeah,
1: it's excellent. Um, it's a, a such a fun game that we're very atmospheric, very Lovecraft. So it's it's true to the source material. Um, it's really, really good fun. <clears throat> One of the best things about Arkham Horror is that it's different every time you play it, which is great. So, even though it's a card, you know, a, a deck-building game sort of, and sort of a role-playing it's co- it's game, cooperative, it's cooperative, isn't it? Yeah, it's cooperative. Yeah. So the, the core set has uh, it's two-player cooperative, and if you want to expand the number of players, you need an extra core set. Yeah. But uh, it's 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 brilliant. The core set comes with three like sort of three linked adventures so you start yeah. in a haunted house and if you manage to survive the haunted house you're out into the city and if you manage to survive the city you're onto the next bit and then after that you can just buy these chapters and add more uh, on the story and what's really good about it is that the longer you're the role playing element of it is really good because the longer your individual character survives and the more packs you play through the stronger you get and the okay. more things you get yeah. to do so, so there's
2: so a sense of progress yeah
1: so like if you die and that, or you I mean you can play it as individual games and that's fine but if you string it together as a campaign if you're character dies then okay you just pick the next one out of the box and keep going yeah. but if you manage to live then every t- every time you move on to the next pack you've yeah. got everything you had plus everything that's new oh wow it's really yeah, really, really really good really cool fun cool. and some of the um, my favorite one for it is there's a, there's a standalone adventure that's set in a like a haunted circus that's oh, just brilliant that and it's best it's start. really really good so but i the arkham horror game is something I've not played an, another game like it because so, I love the whole Arkham series so yeah. like um, we play a lot of Eldritch Horror in the shop and I've got the older one Arkham Horror is one of my favourite board that, games
0: that's the more streamlined version of Arkham isn't it it's, yeah it's Eldritch like, Horror
1: is uh, the one you can play in a fortnight Eldritch Horror is the one you can play in a Arkham Horror is one you can play over a year yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. It says forty five minutes we, in the back we, of the we, box. We we don't talked, I don't uh, know. We talked <laughs> in an earlier episode about
0: uh there was a games night that, that me and Josh who's the, the co host he's, he's not here tonight. Shout out to Josh on his own podcast. Um Josh was hosting a games night and there was like there was like well over eight people there. And we decided to break out Arkham Horror, and one of our one of our friends. It was like her first time ever playing like the proper tabletop stuff, and she just looked like she wanted the earth to open up because <laughs> yeah. there's so much going on in Arkham it's, Horror. It's so it's such a good game, and it's so deep. But yeah,
1: you're like. Oh no, if there's only a couple of you playing it as well, you end up just playing in this wee corner of the board and you've spent 10 years setting up all these cards and you're just running around down and the it, ball. it is one of these
0: ones where if there is a disparity in, the, in skill level or experience with the players... What can happen is you've got one player going, no, you're going to go there, and no, you yeah. don't get that upgrade, get this get one. This,
1: oh, okay then, you're in charge of this donkey. Yeah. <laughs> so it becomes like one guy just pointing at things and everyone yeah. just moving
0: tokens. But I, I still like it. No, it's a good, it's a good, good game. Um, <laughs> Tabletop Scotland. Other, other than exhibiting, what are you most looking forward to? Um. Partly looking forward
1: to being in Perth,
0: which is great because
1: uh, all the big stuff tends to be the focus tends to be in Glasgow and Edinburgh. So it's really great for it to not be for a little change. Um, but mostly, just the idea of getting getting things out into the wider audience, hopefully attracting some you know some families, some new people into into these different hobbies. Um, since we've been here. But there there wasn't really any comic book videos in Perth, and since we've been here, we've introduced so many people into that, and I'm really hoping Tabletop Scotland can just take that and run with it for board games and we get people to understand that sitting playing your auntie's copy of Monopoly with all the hotels missing is not fun. Well, it's
0: it's interesting you say that, because for a long time, the misconception about graphic novels and comics at least in the West, mm-hmm. was that they're for kids. Yeah. But, I mean, we, we know that's not the no case. You, you mentioned, like, Frank Miller and people like Alan Moore. That's a, they deal with some heavy <laughs> themes yeah. in those. Uh, <clears throat> tabletop gaming has a, still has a bit of a similar mm-hmm. issue, doesn't it? Where the, the perception is that it's like, oh, mono, Monopoly and, and Scrabble. Yeah, it's and not, th- it's Anything beyond that is super complex. Mm-hmm. You know,
1: Mensa level stuff. But, yeah. that, I mean, that's not No, true. it's not. There's stuff at all different levels. You know? yeah. Uh, some of the games you've got in here are 18 only and some of the games we've got in here are for
0: two years and up you know yeah. such a huge oh I think that's the we-
2: <coughs>
0: <coughs> we- we've just heard that ticket sales have gone live and Dave has not had a heart attack so there you go you heard it here first <laughs> well there's a doctor on site if he does <laughs> okay um what, what have you been playing yourself, then, other than the Arkham Horror card game? Uh, so, recently,
1: I've got... Uh, we've been doing a lot, as I say, Netrunner. That's my big my, my big personal favourite. Uh, Zero's one we play at home all the time. <coughs> so, really, really love that game. Uh, that's pretty great. And recently, uh, we had a, had a group of people up at New Year, and we were, like, you know, I brought out old games and, all like, let's do all these sort of things.
0: And we played Mysterium for about eight
1: hours so that was
0: quite great I've not played it but um, I just spoke to Ian Potter who said that you're trying to get him to to play it yeah
1: Yeah. Uh, Mysterium's an amazing game it's like Cluedo from the point of view of the dead person so it's like one person plays the person who's been killed Uh and the other players are all working together to try and find out who killed them where and what with but the ghost of the the dead person can only communicate with the other players using abstract flashcards so it's like right okay I've shown you this picture of a clock a mouse and a chocolate it's biscuit. Like, it's like the what Weecher am I trying Lord to Lord tell you? That's it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and the players are trying to work out what do you mean by this? Uh-huh. And you're like, right, I've only got so many, so it's really, really good That's game. Because so cool. then, like, when it, when everyone's thinking the same way, it's really great. But then sometimes you just run into, how did that cat possibly mean? <laughs> What were you trying uh, to show me? So, is a wonderful game, yeah, uh, and it requires like no previous knowledge. It's no moving parts. It's just a the board is an elaborate marker for a card game yeah. <coughs> and a conversation. So, it's a it's a brilliant game for people who don't normally play games. Yeah. I think we'll need to add that on mm-hmm. the, to
0: playlist. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Stuart, thank you very much for okay. joining me. Thanks for having us. <coughs> we are unlucky frog we are live from big dog books in perth at the tabletop scotland ticket launch i'm your host ben porter and i am joined by andrew
3: parrott andrew it. who are you um i'm one of the four city councillors on perth and Kinross council i represent the um, city center ward which includes big dog books excellent and tabletop scotland that's mm. that's exciting it is indeed. I'm delighted to be at the launch event this evening, and um, I look forward to the weekend in September. And I'm delighted to see that, um, with only a couple of hours gone or so, um, ticket sales seem to be going well. Absolutely,
0: yeah. I, I've I heard, I believe that we've we've had a couple of sales in Northern Ireland as well. So well, it's nice to see people are more than willing to travel from some distance to come here. Absolutely, a bit of tourism. I saw you were.
3: Um, playing a bit of Catan there how, how did you get on? Um, I've, I've heard of the game before I've never played it before so I'm very much a beginner but it's it's very enjoyable yeah mm-hmm. uh,
0: enjoying the, the whole economy Absolutely. of the it, game
3: it's, um, it's a type of game I've not played before my, my background if I have a background in tabletop games is in, yeah. in wargaming okay oh yeah. wargaming yes what what games do you play? Oh goodness, I can't remember now. But um, I, I used to play at university, and um, when I was younger, and it was yeah, basically. Um board game simulations of um, the periods I liked, the Second World War, American Civil War, oh, okay. and the Napoleonic era. Uh,
0: historical and Yes, indeed. That's yeah. really cool. So it was was it miniatures you played? No, that? no, it's
3: not miniatures, it's board, board games. Board, board games, games yeah. sure. I, I forget the one name of a company, um, it was Avalon Hill, a number of manufacturers, okay. but I, I forget them now.
0: Yeah, I mean, mm. that, I, I've not really delved into yes, that, yeah. that whole yeah. uh, realm mm. of war gaming, but there's, uh, that's, that's got a whole following of its own. There's, yes. there's one... Uh, that has been sat on my shelf for a while called Twilight Struggle Right Which is a simulation of the Cold War Yes That uh, I still need
3: to try That's quite a popular one No, I've um, Over the years um, I've I've occasionally bought games I've had them out once or twice But um, life is full of many things to do Absolutely um, Somehow at the moment Wargaming rarely reaches top of the pile And a a good Wargaming session um, Takes quite a lot of time I can remember remember at university Whole night devoted to the D-Day landings Oh, that's brilliant Yeah So...
0: An event like Tabletop Scotland, what what does that mean for Perth?
3: I think what it means is more people coming to the city, um, more people enjoying a weekend, more people using our hotels, more people using our restaurants, um, more people using transport links here, um, more people coming to Perth and and seeing all the good things that Perth has to offer beyond the event they're taking part in. Absolutely. And it's, I mean, Perth's quite central as well. No, Perth is central. I, I think Perth certainly... Um, if people are interested in something, uh, Perth is certainly not too far to come from the central belt and also Perth is just that bit easier a journey for people coming from the north. Yeah. Andrew, thank you very much. Yep. Thanks for watching, indeed. Thanks.
0: Okay. Uh, hello, we are Unlucky Frog. We are on the field coming live to you from Big Dog Books at the Tabletop Scotland ticket launch. I am joined by Simon, Simon and yep. Duncan yep. of the Tabletop Scotland yep. Committee. We call it. Let's call ourselves the committee, yeah. we call a committee. Dave yeah. can call okay. us whatever he likes. organization. The organization. Yeah. Yeah. As well. So yeah. committed. <laughs> Exciting <laughs> stuff,
4: then. It certainly is. Huh? Yeah. It certainly is. Yeah. So. Uh, What's
0: what's on the cards for tonight?
4: Well, tonight, um, I'm personally looking forward to the, uh, the nibbles. You're like a finger it. food. All right. okay. I'm all day. Frankly, Frankly, I'm starving. But priorities. Actually, <laughs> yeah. I, I think 8 o'clock is the, is the big deadline for us. It's the, the point that we really want to, to, that, that, to, to, that to that make is,
2: sure that people are actually going to buy tickets yeah. to this event. You know, that, is that is when the thing. sales
0: actually go live. 8, eight o'clock, o'clock, yes. Yeah. Dave,
2: Dave's sitting there with his big red, big finger ready to press the red button yeah. and launch our sales site. Yeah. And
0: this is obviously going to
2: go out after the the live event,
0: so if you want to tell people where they can get their tickets, what they cost so
4: the, the one thing just to bear in mind www.tabletopscotland.co.uk um, you'll be able to go to the buy tickets section there our Facebook page Tabletop Scotland our uh, Twitter handle at Tabletop Scott yep, yep. and Instagram which Simon will remind me of because I don't I guess it's Tabletop Scotland it's Tabletop Scott as well I barely all, of, it, though. all of that will direct you towards how to buy tickets on the website excellent yep. so
0: yeah, yeah g- general gaming chat then the fun part okay.
4: What What have you guys been up to? Um, Well, I've just been playing Forbidden Stars today. Um, So the old uh, Fantasy Flight Games Workshop pre-divorce game set in the Warhammer (laughs) 40,000 universe. Um, I've had it for about two and a half years and I've never played it at all. So um, I wasn't entirely sure what to expect, but absolutely loved it. Brilliant. Two-player game, so I'm quite sure it would be a bit different as a three or a four-player. Okay. But um, yeah, it took us four hours as a two-player game, first time for both of us. So I think four players, twice the size of the map, that could be a five and a half, six yeah. hour, six hour game. But really enjoyable if you like the Warhammer Fantasy, uh, the Warhammer 40,000 universe, you will love it. If you like sort of Twilight Imperium, even Eclipse type game, yeah. um, absolutely, absolutely. So, absolutely. It,
0: so is it like a sort of galactic scale? It is, but it's worker it's, placement
4: I would type call thing. it a 3x game um, right. because it doesn't have the explore. Because the the map tiles are put out at the start, so you know where all the planets are, you know where all the objectives are. You know the objectives are you're not discovering as the game goes on, um, but you're still having to kind of exploit the resources of the planet, you're still having to exterminate one another, and I forget what the other X is off the top of my head, but you have to do that as well um, but yeah, so the only thing you're not having to do is set up the board as you as you go through it,
2: you know everything in advance. Sounds good but, yeah. Simon? Uh, actually, on Friday at Dwarf, I played The Godfather which is actually quite an interesting game, it's a lot of fun we played it, it was three players at the time, it's between two and five players and you're trying to take control of different areas in New York City, uh-huh. um, and it's basically gangsters. Your different mafia families trying to take control of the areas trying to shake down businesses and get money off businesses at the same time you're competing against all yeah. these other mafia yeah. families so so it's, it's, it's good practice for
0: tabletop
4: scholar <laughs> <now, laughs> yeah. in yeah. fact there's people get chucked in the river there as there well was. So. <laughs> <laughs> look out the tea two or three, three
2: times my, 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 no. my hoodlums got chucked in the river it's like oh, it's so frustrating when somebody just plays a card I can assassinate one of your thugs and they get dumped in the river swim with the fishes as they say it can be the difference between gaining control of an area or not And uh-huh. which at the end of the game that's quite important. Yeah. Having control. And the mechanism is really just an at the end of every turn. You've got to pay a tribute to the Godfather, Vito uh, Corleone, Yeah. So you do actually have to even though you're not he's not a playable character.
0: Well, that's cool. It's interesting that he, he's yeah. still the head of all the
2: mafia families. You still got to pay respects to the don. It's, it's really good. It's a fine enjoyment. That's really cool. I think I think it'd be interesting playing with five players. Five players all really. How, how many did you play with? Three players. Three players. Okay. Five players all really competing. Because it's I, you yeah. can be quite
0: yeah. interesting. A three player can be a, a tricky one. Like, mm. does you end up ganging up on one guy or?
2: Not really. Uh, they ended up ganging up on you. Well, No, no, no. no. Okay. There, was, there was a little bit of an interplay. We each took each other yeah. and we each kind of picked on each other. When John and I play, we uh, tend to compete against each other. Yeah. It's a fact. As, as brothers do. Well, of course. It's yeah. oh, yeah. I, I, tend to, I tend to win. Okay. <laughs> well, he, but might, he might be them, a difference. Them's fighting words.
0: Yeah. I <laughs> yeah. So I, I've been playing... Um, at the weekend, I was at Common Ground Games, and I was playing Shadespire. Uh, it's a fun
2: game. Yeah, it was a, it was a bit of a false
0: start for the organised play because I think there was a bit of a confu- bit of confusion as to when the the organised play season was starting properly. So there was just a few of us just having a few practice games, just yeah. just trying to get a feel for what the, the meta is to, to use the the nomenclature of the <laughs> yeah yeah of the, the hobby but um, I I think I did reasonably well. I was, uh, was uh, trying out my orcs. Alright. So I had, ha- having good fun with them. But uh, while I was there I also picked up Fog Love. Ah yeah yeah. Oh, the yeah there's yeah. yeah, a lot lot of uh, lot of discussion about it. It's um I I think it's best described as like a story engine. Um it,
4: I've,
0: I've only played what is essentially the the tutorial yeah but I don't think it's quite game of the year that that seems to to be what a lot of people are saying about it, but um, I, I I think because um, one of the, obviously one of the reasons that we wanted to try it was because there's a a load of buzz about a rom com yeah. generator. Ah uh, yeah yeah. Right, yeah. But um, I I think I think Unlucky uh, Frog stands by the Warhammer Underworlds as the, the game of the year. But <laughs> <pick. laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. I, I I really like. Uh, for what you get in the square box, oh yeah, it's it's almost like this is how you should package a game. Yeah, you've got everything you need. you have even given the bags. The bag is to put all the cards in. Uh-huh. It's like you don't have to go buy anything else out. The only thing missing oh, is, cars are here, is? Here's a couple of expansion. Well, but the expansions are nice. You oh, it's the, yeah. nice. the X-wing model, yeah, oh, isn't
0: it? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. But it, it made it works. Yeah. It, I mean, it works because I mean, tell me about it. <laughs> 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 I've got a plastic
4: crate filled with X-wing miniatures to confirm it. But it's like you know.
0: Th- it, it, it's always been kind of fashionable to, to rail on the, the Games Workshop pricing, yeah. But you look at the some of the other prices yeah. there; they're actually not the, the the upper end of the, the scale anymore.
2: If if you if you're an amateur player for the k uh-huh. and you can buy a pack of five. Um, Easy to assemble uh termagants, yeah. 60. Yeah, you don't have to just click, up that that's it. You don't have to worry about customization if that's what you want. That's actually not a bad price, yeah. No, so it's, actually, it's, yeah. It's, it's getting good. that way. I, I suppose even the, the price, of it, I mean, Euro games at this moment in time, in fact, not
4: even Euro games, terraforming Mars is an example. When that, when that first came out last year, um, 60 quid, I think, was the RRP for that, and that's a pretty Poor quality
0: components in a box.
4: It's a really good game, one of my favourite games. But when you look at what you get in the box for the money that you expect it to pay for it, it's
0: like lo- lozenges and cardboards, Basically, isn't it? Uh,
4: basically, yeah. I mean, uh, they, they they give you a little kind of uh, gold, silver, bronze cubes in it to, yeah. to mark the currency and whatever. But within five seconds, the, the corners of uh, corners are chipped off the moment. Oh. So I mean, to be honest, I'm, I'm notorious for pimping out all my games anyway. Yeah. So I bought actual kind of not actual gold, silver, and bronze. <laughs> Uh, cubes, he but, says uh, that. He <laughs> got, gold says sil- got gold, silver, and bronze coloured metal cubes, uh-huh. and got all the wooden inserts and all that kind of nonsense. So essentially, i paid 60 quid for a game and then probably paid more than that to make it playable for me or, or enjoyable for me to play with those components. So h- h- how have
0: you found that game? Because it's one that um, whenever we, we ask our listeners, you know, what, what game should we play? Terraformer Mars is one that keeps coming
4: up. I've got some friends like me who love it, and I've got some friends who will tolerate it, but I wouldn't say they hate it but they don't see anything special about it. And I can completely understand that um, because there is a luck element to it. You are very much beholden to the cards that you're, you're dealt. You can you can draft, which mitigates that luck a little bit, but largely, if you get a whole load of bad cards, you're not going to have a great game. Um, I think the more you play it and you know what combinations might come up, the more you can start to think further ahead in the game. But I, I, I enjoy it from the point of view that I can pick a strategy and just kind of yeah. go for it. Um, there are other friends of mine who will just, you know, you can see them going through the motions in their eyes when they're playing yeah. the game with you, you, know. I think, I, think, I think luck's quite important to games yeah, though, yeah.
0: because it, it, like, you know, purely from a, a point of engaging people, it, you know, when you have an element of luck, it means that total beginners can come in yeah, and still yeah, enjoy absolutely. themselves. But I, I think actually, and I'm, I'm sure if there's any poker players out there listen to this they'll, they'll probably agree but you know part of being a good player is learning to uh, mitigate bad luck and capitalise on good luck so but the, the, I mean I'm, I'm, I'm quite big on theme and presentation in board games and when, whenever I look at uh, terraforming Mars I, I, I feel like I'm going cross-eyed. <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot going on there. There is, yeah, there is. It's, it, it, it harkens back to the, the old Heinemann textbooks I used to get in school. <laughs> Looks a bit like that, so... Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, I, I don't I don't know if I we'll pick it up, but I would definitely recommend playing yeah. it. I, I would say it's definitely
4: a play before buying, it, um, yeah. which goes completely opposite to everything that I do. I tell other people to do that, but I'm <laughs> the first one to go and just buy a game before yeah. I played it. As Forbidden Stars sitting on my shelf for two yeah. and a half years will prove. But um, no, I, I you know personally I, I rate it as one of my but certainly my most played game last year. Um, I think I played it 28 times or something like that uh-huh. a year, which no other game I've been close to that
2: number the time. I think my most played ones is Kuruba. I really enjoy Kuruba. Yeah. This is
0: this is another one I've heard a lot about or heard at least whisperings of but I
2: haven't got it to try is, myself it is enjoyable um, the, the premise is you've got four little adventures to get to like Indiana Jones figures to get to four temples on a board you all have the same board you all have four players have the same tiles with the drawn and the order, and it's up to you to decide how you place them on this board okay, to enable this explorer to get to to, to the temple and the, the fact that everyone's doing the same thing at the same time uh-huh. but it's definitely okay and it, it's, people are different Strategies. There's some people who, who try and map out their route first, yeah. and then move the character. Or there's people. Map out a route past then move the man and character. Then the same, the same. And it's possible to get all four adventures to all four temples at the end. Yeah. But you've got to plot it out. Okay. So and I like that element. And one of the things we've been talking about is we're going to have a a grand twin on the tabletop. Yeah. Where well, I think we're going to have, I think it's thirty six players. I believe it's thirty six players. All playing the same game in group, but at the same time. So yeah. so is it like a massive cooperative game? Is that what you're going to? No, for? no, no. Everyone's playing it thirty two. Thirty two. Because that's a multiple of eight. There, well, that's right. There you go. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> um, no, it's individual players. Each just get your own board but we're John as a bingo caller he'll call it the number oh, tile. Okay. everyone then all 32 people have an opportunity to place yep. that tile on their board yep. and we could have 32 different maps at the end of the game because we, we talked about this <coughs> on the, the episode that Dave
0: came on and there was a bit of debate about whether John should dress oh, yes, Indiana so it's, Jones it's not a debate it's a fact well, well so the two, the two suggestions that were floated were uh, Indiana Jones garb Or like proper old school sequins suit bingo collar. One option, both
4: combined
2: into one costume. There we go. And we will make it happen. We will make it happen. My my only concern is all the glitter it's just gonna get everywhere. Yeah. But I mean
0: that in itself is a reason to come to Tabletop Scotland. Oh absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. So um, very quickly before you have to return to your committee duties, Duncan, what are you most looking for? Forward to about Tabletop Scotland. Uh,
4: I am most looking forward to seeing some of the exhibitors that um, haven't been to Scotland before, so particularly Geek & son, um, they've never been to anything north of Aircorn before. And that's the. That's the. Um, Geek's furniture, yeah. um, gaming tables, um, company. I actually did a bit of work with them at Essen a couple of years ago. Oh, brilliant! Um, oh, yeah. So maybe that had some influence in why oh, to the company clubs tabletops called. Okay. Yeah. But um, yeah, I, I just think having a company like Geek and Son um, on, on the books going to be there. I think really gives us a bit of credibility that you know
2: we're, we're serious about what we're doing here. Sure. So yeah. Simon, I'm really hoping that we get we we're, we're able to introduce somebody to tabletop gaming that never considered before. Yeah. Somebody who'll come along with their family and it's like this is great yeah. and, uh, it's a new hobby for them it's not just Monopoly and yeah. Scrabble and it, I, I really hope we are able to do that cool guys thank you, thank uh, you. Yeah. we'll
0: probably be back at some point during the evening with some other poor guest <laughs>